0: Kevin Campbell, and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues.
1: Welcome back, folks. And uh happy New Year to everybody. Hope you've all had a good, safe Christmas. Uh it's been a long time since we've been uh, had a podcast, but no matches three matches called off, so was, uh, we didn't see any point to doing it then. Just a long break. So uh just to trade say as well, myself, Richie and Chris. Good afternoon, lads. Hey boys, how are things? All right, lads. Oh, good. Happy New Year to you, boys. So, had a good one. Nice and safe. And, uh, boring. point was boring. I knew back to work last week. But, uh, anyway, we get into this. Uh, just actually being 80 since the last game, which, Um, I had to actually uh, go back through it and have a look. Chelsea was the last game, 1 0. It was a bit like the Alamo, to be honest. They were just all over us because, like, we were riddled with, with injuries and COVID and everything else. So, uh,
0: to get out with, that with the one off jobs, was unbelievable. Yeah, it's it seems like a long, long time ago. You know, it's two weeks, but we've just missed so many games. But yeah, I mean, look, just to, to I suppose to quickly touch on it, it was it was a brilliant result when you take all the all the things into place. You you, you know, the, with the, the side that was feel fielded, the bench that was available to us, the whole performance to come out with a point was just it's fantastic, you know. And it was it was a great point after such a a disaster against Palace beforehand, you know, because you're just fearing the worst. And you you know, I think we'd all kind of said that there was nothing but a defeat coming our way. So these are kind of points that are that are extras. We always kind of mentioned about the winning the the team, beating the teams around us, and they're the, they're the points we need to be picking up. And these are kind of bonus points. But I suppose Chelsea have hit a bit a bit of a slump as well. But take nothing away from the performance that those young lads went out and put in because it was it was phenomenal, you know, away to Chelsea, title contenders, there's you know, I wouldn't say full value for it, but you you get a point. You 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 deserve it under those conditions when when you take everything into account.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it was great to see three young lads play a part. Chris Brantway, Sims and W
2: as well. Totty, all done well. I think we all uh, we all feared the worst, obviously, off the back of the Palace game, and then when we seen the team sheet, it was probably one of the worst 11s I think we've ever lined up with in the Premier League since I can remember watching us. I was expecting really to be hit by five or six. But uh, look, early on, we wrote our luck, in fairness. They had a few chances, cut shows a few times. The longer it went on, we were, we got you know, they ran out of ideas. We, got, we grew into it and we showed a little, especially second half, we had a good few opportunities without really doing a whole, you know, peppering their goal. We had a good few chances on the break where we just underhit a pass or made the wrong ball or, little things like that, you know, maybe well, we should have played the car rate right through. And there was a couple of little instances like that where if we had a bit been a bit more clinical, we could have probably went one nil up. But yeah, look, on another day they could have they could have destroyed us. But I thought we deserved the point based on just the effort they put in and the work rate. That's all we were we've been asking, you know. And I think the young lads probably put a few of the senior lads to shame with the way they came in and they ran their balls off and the work rate they put in. Like you can see they're still very raw but just shows you what having a, having lads on the pitch that want to play want to prove something have the desire even the likes of John Joe Kenny I talked done really really well and mm. this is a lad that he knows he's on his way out this summer I know he's a blue and he'll give us all but you, you have to hand it to him never throws his toys out of the pram he came on when he was called and I thought he'd done a decent job right back and uh, yeah look absolutely brilliant results but again we, we have to build on it. You know, we did have an ideal opportunity with the fixtures we had. Then obviously Newcastle was called off and Leicester, well, could have been up and down. Like fairness, the Burnley game probably suited us at the time because we, we didn't have a team to really put out. So we kind of played the game the way Newcastle did with us there. So you would hope we've, uh, more or less, you know, the majority of the lads back now for the game against Brighton, but, uh, you know, overall, just had a look at the table there before we came on, and we really, really need to pick up some wins because it's, <laughs> you know, it's new year and stuff. And I'm not going to say we're going to be positive, we're going to call it how it is, but we, you know, we, we can't afford to be going and getting a great result against Arsenal and then being a disgrace against Palace and then getting a great draw at Chelsea and then not beating Brighton. Or, you know, we really need to. This has been our problem for years now. Mm-hmm. But we really, really need to start putting some wins together back-to-back, you know?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like the, the huge gap now, Richie, I just hope it doesn't come back to haunt us because uh, we haven't played since the 12th of December and now like we've three games in nine days. So I, I think the squad is going to be tested. for, And I'd say tested, but they'll actually come in. Like I mentioned earlier, by Sims, Dublin. But if they have to come in, they can do a job and they're shown already.
0: Yeah, and it's something that we've been crying out for a long time is to just give them a chance, you know, and, to be honest, Chelsea is probably the la- one of the last games where you'd say, oh yeah, throw them in here. But look, they've shown what they can do if call- if needed to be called upon now. So as I said, three games in nine days is going to take a lot out of, I suppose, the likes of Dom coming back from injury. You know, he may not have 90 minutes in him not to mind to play three games in, in a short space of time. So it- they're going to have to be utilised. And I think Rafa was kind of coy in what he was saying in the press conference. He wasn't given names about who was available, who wasn't available today. So, mm. you know, yes, I think we'll be in better p- in a better position numbers wise, but you know, there's a lot of cars close to the chest and I suppose you see how easy it is where camps can be, you know, with COVID and stuff, there's nothing stopping, you know, another blast. So we really have to be careful and just kind of hope that, that we're over that now. And that you know, I suppose I'm trying to be, I'm after a good detox of Everton for the last couple of weeks. And it's been, you know, I feel (laughs) feel cleansed after it, you know. Um, It's almost like a new season coming in now and trying to be positive, saying with these guys back and just if we can get off to a flyer, you know, win the first one and a couple of new bodies coming in. You know, he spoke today, we've won on board already, you know, and he mentioned possibly three. So, you know, just trying to be optimistic and kind of seeing what happens. but. Yeah, I mean, there there is going to be a lot asked to the squad in, in, in the next couple of weeks. And I suppose it's going to get tighter now because these games are going to have to be shoved in someplace as well. So mm. the breaks between now and the end of the season are going to be few and far between.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, I think we might see, I know you're, you're heading over next week uh, to the whole game. I think we might see a few fellas thrown in there that wouldn't normally get a game, Chris, to be honest, because... Uh, like we spoke earlier, the, the table is just so tight down there, and like we need to pick up wins in the league. So, I I fear that the cup might take like a back seat to be honest because of where we are in the league.
2: Yeah, it's a strange one because, uh, obviously, the Leicester game has been thrown in between that, um, between Hull and Norwich now, hasn't it? we would have had, I think, it's a week off prior and five or six days after. so... Yeah, the Leicester game kind of uh is gonna take take a bit of uh you know, we could have went full back against Hull, Really without that Leicester game. So but you know, you look go back to QPR and look at the team we put out there and we got beat. So I mean, can we afford to go against a championship team? Mm. I don't think so. I think we need to go as full strength as we can, or or to to beat us, to be fair, you know, um and look. I'm going as well, so obviously, from my point of view, I, w- I want to see us playing a full side and having a good go at it and having a good day out. I l- love the FA Cup games, you know, we've a good nearly yeah. 4,000 going down there and they're going to be expecting expecting a performance because we can't afford to go out of the League Cup and the FA Cup at the first time of asking, essentially, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, look, you're right. It could be a good opportunity, though, to give the new lad... Uh, Machelango or whatever his name is, we signed. He, give him a game left back maybe, mm. bit of an introduction. Um you would imagine the likes of your Hall are probably going to play. Kenny might get a game. Hence, yeah, we won't have a right back in by then. Well, yeah, you're you're going to have your Owabis and the likes probably playing. I'm not sure when he's going to the um international or the African Nations. I'm not sure when that starts when he's mm. going off, but uh. You know, the likes of calvert Leon and that Richarlison more than likely won't be chance probably be on the bench and you'd have Rondon's playing. and It'll probably be a mix, in fairness, yeah. The likes of Delfts, that they're fit, Gomez's. But it's the same issues. It's just uh, our second eleven essentially isn't good enough, really, to be even beating championship teams away from home, unfortunately. Mm. But, yeah, you're right. The Premier League has to be priority because look for the fans, we love the cup and I'd give out and see us win a cup, but the club's priority is the league position you know, a million, two million for every place in the table, so they want to finish as high as possible to generate as much income, so that's their priority points on the board and so yeah, it's a, it's, it's going to be a, a tricky couple of couple of weeks now with having to chop and change and keep players fresh and stuff, but and we've had a good break there, the professionals, When we were playing in Europe, they'd have to play extra games anyway, you know, we'd be playing twice a week, so, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he does it, but, you know, we need a, we can't be sacrificing the cup either, you know.
1: No, no, I'm agree with you that, I love the cup, it's just, I know people say it's devalued, not not in my opinion, it's it's just, it's just, (laughs) realistically, we've only a chance of winning two trophies, that and the League Cup, so. Again, I'm kind of contradicting myself, but I, uh, I just think that the, the three games in nine days, Richard, that, that will dictate... I we know we're looking past the Brighton game, we we'll talked about that in a minute, but the three games in, in nine days will dictate, especially with the away ten squad and illness and a couple of injuries as well. So I, I think we'll see a change from the Brighton team that yeah. play against Hull.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think there'll definitely be changes, but as, as you said, I think it's a good chance to have a mix You know, Mm. hopefully that you can get a couple of goals in early and then you can change it. I think you've extra subs in the FA Cup as well so that you're able to make more changes, kind of just go in, kill the game. You know, I wouldn't say go as strong as possible, but go relatively strong, you know, because for me, it's a a great kind of distraction from the league, especially when you're not going well. So it allows you to kind of get a... Maybe build a bit of momentum, you know. Hopefully, on the back of a good result against Brighton as well. So, you'd be you just want to, and it gives these boys game time. You know, even the likes of Dom, who knows kind of what he'll be able for after being out mm. for so long. So, if he can get another thirty minutes into the legs, you know, again without kind of having to go full tilt, it's all time and time on the field. And and um, in a in a way, for those guys who've been out injured, hopefully we can utilise it to kind of get them back in, get them game time in. That's, I don't want to undermine it, but kind of lesser opposition, you know. So, um, you know, maybe we can use it to our va- to our advantage as well to try to get these boys back to back to, to kind of full steam, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we look actually. I know we're talking about the whole game, but we look at the Brighton game as well. Uh, Chris, this I was oh, reading about with there. Brighton have never won a Gorison <laughs> in the Premier League, so <laughs> I don't know. Listen, take happy New Year. Yeah, exactly. Um like Richard said earlier, Rafferty didn't give too much away in the press conference yesterday. Um, and even if he, even when he mentions names, but when the team to come out, it's there's always a surprise in there somewhere. But, um, but I'm hoping that Dominic Coverdale can start on Sunday because we're going to need him back now four and full tilt for the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, look he was in the squad for Burnley so he's have to have an extra week now a week to a full training so you'd hope he he has a good 65 70 minutes in the legs and mm. ideally you'd bring on the likes of a, a Gaben then to run his balls off for the last, you know, 15 20 minutes. I think it'll just be Richard and Townsend probably that we'd be without mm. everyone else I think is fairly seems to be okay. Um yeah, look, we just have to utilise the break we've had. Um, you, you know, you can have it not play for nearly seventeen days as well. It can go the opposite direction. It can be a bit flat-footed and lost a bit of match sharpness. And I think even mentally, you know, your mental sharpness can be a bit can be a bit off. You know, but look, it's a big, big game. As we said, looking at the table, there these are five points ahead of us.
0: These mm. beat us.
2: They're eight points. Like, a win will only takes us up to 12th so like there's still a bit of a gap between us and the and the you know the bottom three or four sides but look i think this season it's unfortunately it's just we're going to be mid table we're going to hover anywhere between ninth and probably 12th you know not to be negative but i mean you look at the top 7 they're already on 31 points we're on 19 we're miles mm-hmm. behind the european places mm-hmm. so you can have as much as we want to think I oh, would we'll get players back We'll sign a few and we're going to get injuries and COVID and stuff during the second half of the season. It's just the way it is. You know, we're not going to just have our full 11 out every week and start putting back-to-back wins. But it's a really, uh, really tough game because they're a weird one, Brighton. They're, you know, they're a good sides. They've had Chelsea, look, that was, they went to Stanford Bridge and had 18 shots on goal. More possession, you know, and deservedly got a draw. They went... To Anfield, they came back from 2 0 You know, they're a good side. They play some really good football. And like I said, they're a weird one because they went 10 games without a win there before they beat Brentford. So they're after beating Brentford and then they're after going and drawing at Chelsea. So they're off the back of two good results. It's just, you look on paper, like, it's probably only Basuma, maybe Lamty, that you'd probably take mm. out at them and like the football they play compared to the likes of football we're playing. So uh, we need to, you know, they're going to have all the ball. They're going to have all the possession. But we need to, we need to defend well and, you know, show a bit and attack because these will run through us, really. They're, you know, they're not a bad. We we had our best, probably best performance of the season down there away. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good day. We defended really well. Limited them to only probably two two shots on target and. We could have won by three or four in the end, so that was one of our best performances down there. And um, yeah, you just don't know what to expect from us, table. You know, it's not going to be a, an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. If these had a top class centre forward, they saying it the last year, they, you know, they could be a lot further up the table. But even the likes of Mape and uh, Trossard, you know, decent lads that can hurt you if you give them the space. Like you said about Basuma, I'd have him in our midfield any day. Mm. Boy, it's just so athletic, he's powerful, he's quick. You know, as I said, Lampty. You know what their centre backs are like, they're big yard dogs all over six foot. So Yeah, yeah, kinda know what you're getting, but uh yeah, look, let's just hope that we can get out and get a performance in because we really, really need a win, to start off the new year. Bit bit of positivity then. Like Rich said, you're going out the hole then if you can you can go down there and get another win on the board, you're in the cup, get another body or two in, then you can put a positive spin on things. But uh, look, again, if we don't, if we, if we get beat or we draw, it's just going to, you know, bring us back to three Chelsea level of, you know, dread and apathy, I guess, you know. Yeah, that's
1: the thing. The table is mad at the moment, uh, Richie, because there's like, I think Bournemouth have three games in hand and teams around what, three or four, maybe. I'm not quite sure. But uh, it, it, we just need to start putting points on the board now because, like Chris said, it, it's just it's just too tight. I, I, like you said, we finished somewhere between 9th and 12th. I'd actually take that now. I really would take that now. But it, it's just a mad league and it stops start, especially for us. I think we're the only team that hadn't had a game over Christmas. So uh, we just need to get. Like I said, points on the board. And this is the perfect opportunity. As good as Brighton are, I think we just need to stamp our authority on this game, being the home team.
0: Yeah, big time. I think look, be, being at home, I think the fans obviously be up for it as well. Without having a game for so long and, mm. and things um, on the back of the Chelsea game as well, you know, I think kind of kind of bringing it back. But um, yeah, I mean Brighton are a bit of a mixed bag, you know. Chris kind of went through it all, but they are at the end of the day they are one win in fourteen for a reason, you know, is that they they struggle to kill teams off, you know. So mm. for me, it's kind of oh, we know how they're going to play, so it's not going to be stay stay in the game. It's just. Cut out the individual errors, you know, stay concentrated. We will get opportunities against them. Hopefully you've done done back. And it it may suit us, the style that they play, where we'll get opportunities on the break. And it's just a case of being clinical with it. But that's all well and good in paper because we know or we don't know whatever it will turn up. And I suppose that's that's been the issue for so long is that you Know we could come on and stink the place out of it. And if we if we get frustrated after a half an hour, you know, then things kind of get messy. But there it is a big opportunity for me. It's a team that you kind of want to be playing. It suits the times the type of teams that we want to be playing against. Um, mm. especially you know, if we're set up to play on the break and stuff, so um, yeah, it it for me it's a great opportunity, especially with the with the players coming back and everything. So we need to start picking up points against at home, especially you know that when these opportunities are there because a couple of wins it just makes the table a lot better but the table is going to move so much with games being shoved in here and there it's going to hard to get a proper reading on it until until mm-hmm. very late in the season so we just need need to look out for ourselves and kind of start tipping some points onto the board
1: yeah exactly uh, we will start on Sunday well uh, just to get a couple of predictions on this before we uh, just touch on the transfer news today
0: uh, predictions from Juric. Um as I said I think, I think it'll be tight and I'm going to go a 2-1 win 2-1 win
1: okay Chris 2-2 2-2 for Chris I'm going to go 2-0 I think um, I think we showed the kind of solidness we did I know we, we let a goal in against Chelsea, but the the, the, the back four and even the last sitting in front of him, we kept things very very tight so I'm hoping that we can keep these lads tight and uh, keep especially fellow. I don't think of his name. A little tiny lad who plays left back for them. Bombs up and down the wing, little small lad with long hair. Or the afro uh, Yeah, so I don't know what his name is, but I think he's sees the danger, man. I know we have Mopay and Trossard uh, and all the others, but I just I just like the look of that fella, so we need to keep an eye on him. But I'm not gonna go too 0 anyway, so uh, hopefully we get
0: like I say, get back to winning I think- ways. Duncan uh, and Trossard might be missing tomorrow as well. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bruising bonus
1: as well. cause like Chris said, he's a, he's a hard no. He's just one of these defenders that puts his head and foot and arse everywhere. It's just one of these the yard dog as Chris calls him. Um, okay, uh, we just touched on a uh, fella side today. I don't know much about this fella, uh, Richie, to be honest, Michael Lenko or Michael Lanko. But left back.
0: Yeah, nor do I. Look, I suppose it's been in the pipeline. So there was no major surprise when it was announced. We've been kind of hearing about it for a while and it's been all but confirmed. But for me, it's just the fact that getting the business done early that they seem to have their targets in mind and hopefully we can get them over the line. But um I suppose the, the big thing is that there's a price tag and a say hefty, but a but a large enough price tag attached to it, so it probably means that Luke Dean is on the way out, but at least the replacement is lined up, it's been done quick and that and that hopefully the squad won't be any weaker, but as opposed to his qualities, i suppose he's 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 only twenty two he's he's played in europe, you know he's been there he's he's done the double in in with Kiev last year, so you know he's got some about him he's a full international, so you know you' just be hoping that he can kick on it's obviously going to be a step up in in regards to the league, but you just hope that he can hit the ground running, but as far as what I know about him it's it's very little.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think that like Rich said, this coach spend the uh, L that's spelled the end, excuse me, for uh Luca Dean. Unfortunately, Chris, because he seems to have fallen out or off a big time.
2: Yeah, it looks that way, Joe. Um especially when you look at it two ways, like like Luke Dean and you know, he done his ankle last year and we really struggled without him in terms of as a creative outlet down the left. We know what he brings us in terms of going forward and his assists and that. But uh, he look, he isn't the best defender. And if you go back to even the Villa game where we lost three 0 earlier on in the season, he was a fault for two goals in two minutes. Yeah. He's always had a tendency to not be the greatest defender, in my opinion. Um, I like him. He he seemed to uh he seems he seemed to be happy in that. But from from what I gather, Brands leaving kind of changed changed a lot. You know, he got on really well with Brands and. If you hear other podcasts and stuff, apparently he was sort of sold down the river by the club in terms of signing this new deal, this and that would happen and nothing really materialized. And
0: mm.
2: you know, obviously the common thing is I had a follow with Benitez. But I don't know, I don't know. Look, we don't know what's said behind the scenes. Look, they've had a they've yeah, had a real yeah. fair enough, but look, whether you like Benitez or you don't, I'm sure Luca Dean isn't innocent and in all this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um like you take all that out, but it makes sense. It's we've we've been saying for years about giving contracts to older players and have no sell-on value and giving new contracts to players. And this is the perfect time to sell Lucas Dean. He's 28, he's gonna be 29 next year. French International. The only time now we're gonna get a profit on. We signed him for what, 17 million? Mm. less maybe from Barcelona we're probably going to get 20 odd 25, 26 million for him perfect time reinvest in a younger lad 22 years old has sell on value has potential to grow he's already an international Champions League experience good defender has pace strong no nonsense I think it's brilliant improvise uh, you know improvise in the way we did we're being organised planning what we've all been asking for He's gonna be on probably a third of the wage, Luke Dean. So we're saving money there. And then whatever we get for Luca Dane, we can reinvest. Hopefully, we get get our right back in. And we might have money for a loan or two for a centre mid or a number ten, you know. So it is good business. Good to have it done straight away. And let's hope that they have a few other things lined up behind the scenes and uh, we we can get players in fairly Fairly quick, you know. Obviously, the another rumor has been the Patterson from Rangers now. Mm. See, apparently, us moving along now again. I Can't say I've watched any of them. You're going by what you see on Twitter and what you hear. But same idea. And study the Coleman. We know Coleman can't play every week, and we've now we've needed a right back for years. So I've no problem with us investing in a 19, 20 year old lad that could be could be there for five, six, seven years. You know, mm. it's minimal minimal risk, really. If, if it doesn't work out, he's young enough to sell again for probably a profit. If it does, yeah. if he hits the world a light and he wants another club on them, well, then we're going to make profit on him. And it's a good business model. And we've been saying it, you know, looking back at Leicester, it's not always a bad thing selling your main players, your is your Kante's, your McGuire's, and reinvesting in younger players for cheaper prices, you know? So it's, it's the business model I thought we were going to do with Marcel Brands. So whether they're still his kind of targets that we're just following up on now or, or whether it is Benitez or who knows but it's good to see us being proactive for a change you know Yeah I think
1: the key Richie is is uh, actually selling players not not sending them out on loan because we've just done that too many times sending player like Cenk has been a perfect example he's been out on loan five or six times where it, he should have been sold two or three years ago so if Luke O'Dean is to go You just have to get top dollar for, uh, like Chris has put it back into the
0: team. Oh, yeah, 100%. There was a rumour going around there about a loan to Chelsea for a while. I don't know if it's still there, but there's no benefit in that for us whatsoever, really. You know, Barrett's with an obligation to buy at the end of the season or whatever, you know, and you're maybe tacking an extra bit onto it. But we need the money now, I guess, you know, because we want to invest it. So if we have targets in it, it's, it's about kind of doing it so that we can help our own team, you know, and that's that's what needs to be done. The likes of Tussin, if he's to go on loan now, I have no problem with it because his contract is done and it's getting off the books. We'll probably still end up covering maybe 50% of the wages, but it's 50% save because he's not going to add anything on the pitch at this stage. So the likes of him, fine, but any of the top players that, that are going to be involved is, you know, I think Gary Mina was... Touted for a loan as well, and for me, that's a that's a non-runner. You know, I, I just don't yeah. see any benefit in it. You know that there's got to be clubs there, especially someone who could come on and come at can add value for us. You know, and it's it's about kind of finding the right the right move for him. If if that's what we're looking, if we're looking to move him on and not just get him out and try to save. But um, I think about getting guys in. I think Rafa alluded to the other day. I don't know if it was a dig at. Luca Dean was about you know making sure that the guys who come in that they have the right attitude and that they want to be at the club so, yeah. you <laughs> I know, think that might
1: have been a slight dig yeah, yeah. yeah I, I,
0: that's what I picked up on it but to be honest he's got a point you know you see the young guys when they come out and, they, and, the, and that they want to play you know attitude, yeah. attitude is everything so uh, if you're trying to build a team you know especially a team who are going to be up against it, you know that you know we're not we're not in a great place. So you need fellas buying in, and you need fellas willing to put a shift in. And for me, that's what we, that's what we want to see. It. I won't say I don't care how good you are, but I just want to see that you're giving everything week in, week out. So um, it, it, it'll be an interesting month, you know. And I think the fact that we've kind of started it early gives me a little bit of hope, anyway.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Call loves all this transfer nonsense. I just I hate the transfer window because the amount of crap that comes on, especially on Twitter. Signed so to this fella, signed so to that fella. Nothing ever happened. So just, it's good to see us getting a deal done. Even though we, like we've seen this coming like a few, a few weeks ago. But uh, just get in, get the business done. End the story. Because I not mean, no, it's, no but, points.
0: Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I think this guy, he's, he's pretty versatile as well. He's a left back, but he can play kind of as a wing back or even as a left side of midfield or even a centre half as well. So, you Know mm-hmm. if, if there's a couple of more those around that can kind of cover a couple of positions, you know, Maitland Niles was one who could do right back or central midfield kind of in, in the summer. So maybe more guys like that when when why we are still kind of tight on tight on bodies, you know,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, just I think it's more bodies than uh, but at the same time, Chris, don't want players coming in just for the sake of numbers, like they have to they have to be able to add something to the squad.
2: Yeah, I guess it's 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 a tricky one because, you know, we're caught in between planning for the future, but we, we need bodies now as at the same time that to improve us at the minute. So it's uh you know, it is it's it's tricky. It, it is, you know, like Patterson and this Ukrainian fella, they're gonna be for the future and they might not hit the ground running straight away, but you know, they're for the few there's your fullbacks sorted for the next few years. Um, ben Godfrey there's one centre back we need a new partner for Godfrey going forward Mina can get in the bin Kane isn't it Holgay's gone you know Even... I, think, I
1: think out of the, the bunch at the moment Brantwight could be could be the one yeah well look, where, where, mate, he's just, where he's just a year or two younger I don't know but I think he's shown he can handle it you know what I mean I mean I know Pickford going back to Chelsea match, Pickford was man the match, but I thought Brant White was absolutely superb. So again, he could he could step in
2: and do a job. You could percent And the thing about him is he's rare because he's he's actually a left footed centre back, which they're hard to come by. Mm. And he has pace and he has the height, and he he's still only a young lad, but he's still gonna have to put on more sort of mass and beef up a bit. To get used to the Premier League, but he seems to have all he's composed, calm, um, which is very good to see mm-hmm. for a young lad. And I think the more yeah. experience you get once, once he develops and turns his positional play, reading the game and being in the right place at the right time, I think he, he could have all the makeups be a, a really, really good player. But at the same time, you can't put too much pressure on lads like that at 19, 20 at the minute, you know. But, uh, you know, there's holes to be filling the team. The Gray is still relatively young. I think he's only 26. Dom and Richie are mid-20s. Like Alan De is a worry there. Alan's second 30 now. De is 28 today. So, I mean, they're going to be, need to be replaced in a couple of years. And we only bought them last year. So, it mm. can't be done overnight. So, that the players we need, it's not going to be done overnight, unfortunately. And look, whether it's Benitez or it's another manager, This is where the director of football really should have came into things. There should have been a plan for the next three years, regardless of who the manager is, that the plan stays the same, with the same structure, the same style, and we have an actual recruitment plan. That's the idea of that. The director of football runs the club, but but that's the kind of model we still need. We still need to be patient and build over the next couple of years. Like It's not a Benitez in or Benitez out kind of shite, but we, we can't get out of this mess in one transfer window, you know. Yeah, There's going to be more yeah. players out the door and you know, Towson be gone, Kenny, probably Hogue, probably Gomez, probably Maynard, maybe Richardson. There's going to be a big clear out there in the summer off the wage bill as well. So that's going to hopefully give us a bit more chance to get those two or three players in, that centre mid or that right winger that we need that are probably early 22, 23 as well that are going to be with us for a few years that are going to grow and progress and you do need that blend of experience built into the team as well so like going back to where we are you know you're seeing links with players like Coutinho and you're like oh like we're going down to Machiri with his agents again you know getting players in that are over the hill that are injury prone are we not learning from our mistakes like It's, 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 it depends on the situation. Like, if you can get Coutinho on just a six-month loan and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're 15th in the league. There's no, sometimes you have to make short-term signings until you're who you want. Your main number 10 might not be available till the summertime and we might have the finances till the summertime. So if you can get the likes of him as a stopgap while still getting your, Patterson's and your Markellos, or whatever, mm. for the future, there has to be a bit of balance. You're not going to, every player we sign isn't going to be young for the future. We do need players to kind of help us get out of the hole we're in now. And sometimes it can only take one player to make everything else click. Yeah. Way, like you know, that kind of way, look, at, it's just an example. I'm not saying that the same player, was, but look what Bruno Fernandes came into Man United. The difference he made to them alone, they were rubbish. And then he just completely transformed the players around them. We're not saying the likes of Coutinho would do that, but one player can have a big impact in a certain system. It's just about finding that player, whether it's for now or for the future. But if the long-term option isn't there, I'd rather we got someone in on loan than make the mistake of spending 20, 30 million on a player that isn't our first choice Mm. Now and then, you know, and not working out, and they're just stuck with them. So, but yeah, look, it's, it's, it's I uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. Hopefully, they, they pull a few out of the bag. Yeah,
1: I, I think listen to Benita. He there's another couple, he said two or three uh, coming in. So, hopefully, we just wait. It's like I said, Colly, the man for all this nonsense. So, hopefully, he'll be back with us next week. All right, lads, thanks very much for today and welcome back. A uh, long, long break for the like I said the game's coming and take it fast now so you'll be sticking to sight of us or listening to us by the end of the month so thanks very much for today boys take it easy cheers boys. Best,
0: boys thanks for listening to the podcast if you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com up to toffees